Hey, Margaret. Yeah, Anton? You know what people don't talk about enough? What? That line in the gym class scene where Simon says, thanks for explaining the schedule. Welcome to People Don't Talk About, Young Royals. I'm Anton, my pronouns are he, they. And I'm Margaret, my pronouns are they, them. And we're people here to discuss the show our friends are sick of hearing us talk about. If that sounds like you, stick around. If your friends sent you this podcast out of a desperate attempt to get you to watch Young Royals, take this as a sign. Go watch Young Royals, then come back to this podcast. Anton, what are we talking about today? Today we will be providing a summary of the events of Young Royals Season 1, Episode 3. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so vastly inappropriate for this episode, but... Oh well. I'm pretty committed to it. We are not a substitute for watching the actual show. These summaries serve to give us a baseline for later discussions about what happened in the show. Everything we will be describing is portrayed infinitely better on screen, so if you haven't seen Young Royals and any of what we say here sounds interesting, we advise you to pause the stream, go watch the show, then come back to this episode of the podcast if you want our personal breakdown of events. With that said, let's get into Season 1, Episode 3. We begin with uh, Willa in a corridor near Hilarishka's music room. According to the subtitles, we hear beautiful, quote-unquote, melancholy piano music playing as, as Willa follows the music to where Simon is now abruptly struggling to plunk out notes. There are two other people in the music room, one of them wearing headphones. Willa looks at Simon wistfully before offering him a greeting. Simon responds in kind with a tentative greeting, and Villa asks what he is playing. With a glance at the sheet music, he recognizes it as the school song. Simon keeps working, but he is clearly having a rough time. Uh, Villa points out that he is sight-reading the soprano line. He clarifies that si Simon should be the melody and that he is a tenor. Simon confirms this, humming out the tune to himself to get the next note. Wilhelm uh, at last asks Simon whether or not he reach reads sheet music, and Simon admits that he doesn't, but he is trying to learn. He reveals that he played well before because he can only play by ear. He requests that Villa show him uh, the melody. Villa reaches down to try, try and play and realizes that they'll need to share the bench. Villa bumps into Simon as he scooches, scooches over and he apologizes. Simon tells him not to worry about it. Wilhelm proceeds to play the melody of the school song perfectly on the first try. Simon claps for him. They laugh together and as Simon secretly smiles at Villa, the prince tells Simon to show him the melody now that he knows how it goes. Simon starts at it and Villa gives him a secret smile in return. Villa, Simon immediately plays a wrong starting note, and Wilhelm corrects him with a brief, brief brushing of their hands over the keys. Simon plays the melody correctly with a pleased smirk. Wilhelm praises him. Still looking down at the piano, Simon nervous, nervously launches into talking about what happened on Friday. Wilhelm's face is unreadable, save for a subtle gulp of his throat. Wilhelm cuts him off, saying that he thinks maybe they should forget about that. Simon attempts to hide how disappointed and mortified he is, as Wilhelm explains that he's not like that. Villa checks that Simon understands, uh, as Simon's time is up in the music room, just in time for him to get out of here. Wilhelm is earnestly insisting that he still wants to be friends, but Simon has shut, has shut down. He says that he has to get to his next class. Wilhelm is left frustrated, seemingly with himself. Okay, so then the title card plays over Wilhelm's face um, while he's still like at the piano. And then it f plays over, it's still playing, and we go to the, like, horse arena. Um, so when we're there, we see one of the riders knock over a fence, one of the poles in the jump. Um, and Sarah goes to set up, like, put it back. Um, and then the same, it seems like the same rider in the background clears the next fence while Sarah is watching in the foreground. You then hear the riding instructor say to Felice, well done, Felice, eyes forward and control the pace. And then Felice starts having issues with her horse, um, like stopping short at the jump. Uh, the riding instructor points out that she is frustrated, but her horse is stressed out. She hops off, removes her riding gloves, and Sarah takes her horse from her. Felice asks Sarah while they're walking away um, if her parents are coming to Parents' Day. Sarah says her mom is, but not her dad. And as they're continuing to walk out of the arena, Felice asks why just her mom. And Sarah responds with 
the fact that she has no contact with her dad and um, that's because he's a bad person who can't take care of himself and everybody else suffers. Felice says that her dad wants her to get good grades. Sarah has Felice hold the horse while she goes and gets his blanket and as she's putting on his blanket, Felice mentions how her mom thinks she can jump four feet. Sarah points out that she can't and Felice says no and pulls a face that I can't really describe. <laughs> it's kind of judgmental, but not very, I don't know. It's sort of like, duh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's it's like, uh, yeah, um, yeah. It it's like yeah it can't do you know what do you know the subtext of what I'm saying like, but yeah. Uh, cut to routine practice out on the lake with August up front and Wilhelm right behind him. Someone in the back remarks about the good form of another team bringing their boat onto shore, but August argues that they're better because they have a royal on their team. Or he's he says they have blue blood, but that's what he means. Uh, <laughs> He continues by saying he's looking forward to seeing the queen, that it's been a while. Wilhelm reveal, reveals that his parents aren't coming to Parents' Day, much to August's confusion. Wilhelm explains they've got, they've, got, they've got some sort of state visit. August barely hides his disappointment as he takes this in and tells Wilhelm to give, his, give them his best. Cut to the locker room, post-showering, where Wilhelm spots Simon as he enters the room and stares awkwardly. He is eager for his attention, uh, Wilhelm is eager for Simon's attention, but uh, int intensely aware of his surroundings. Simon uh, only looks at Villa when he is when he looks down in thought. They catch each other's eyes just as August gives Wilhelm a compliment for his good work today. Villa doesn't hear him and has to ask him to repeat himself. In the time that August can't can he in the time that Villa can hear August and say thank you, Simon leaves and Wilhelm catches him going far too late to do anything about it. Then we cut to Wilhelm walking down the tree-lined path in front of school. Why are you laughing at me? I'm just looking at your next note. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot I wrote that. <laughs> I was like, what did I fuck up this time? I waited until you were done. Um, <laughs> God damn it. Okay. Uh, Willem is walking down the tree-lined path in front of school, and he throws, he's got this, like, twig in his hand, and he just, like, chucks it at the path. So then I wrote Dramatic King, or Prince, I guess. Um, <laughs> I can't even describe to you what time I did these notes last night. Um, the next clip shows Sarah and Simon sitting in the foreground in class. Simon points to something on Sarah's side of the table, and then Sarah is presumably showing something to Simon on his side. Um, Felice is sitting in like the middle ground at a table, just minding her own. And then Wilhelm is sitting on a table behind Felice. He starts looking down, and then he looks up at Simon, and he looks down, and then he looks up at Simon again. Um... Because he's nothing if not hopeless. Um, the next clip is dark and we see a hand running against a bare body part that I couldn't discern <laughs> what body part it belonged I, to. I assumed it was like torso or leg I, or arm. Yeah, <laughs> my interpretation of that has always been uh, that uh, it's um, Wilhelm having late night thoughts. Um, and... <laughs> Not, not, not probably, probably not like literally in the, with the, in the way that August accused him of last time, but it's, it's, but it, but it, but it, but it's like, uh, like I am like, uncomfortable with these feelings in my body type of way and like yeah. trying to figure it out. Yeah. Apologies for the, for not warning you before I said that. Indescript bare body part. Um... <laughs> The next clip, Willem is looking at Simon in class. Like, he literally turns his ass around in the chair to look at him. Um, and Simon looks over briefly at him, and they both look away. And then the next clip is Wilhelm laying in the mostly dark 
in bed in his boxers, tossing and turning, and then scrolling through Simon's Instagram. It's peak heterosexual behavior right there. And Wilhelm walks out into the hallway, sees an unidentifiable heterosexual couple kissing in a room, has a flashback to his kiss with Simon, looks away, then walks to the bathroom. Uh, he stares at himself in the mirror, looking like he's silently contemplating every life decision he's ever made up until this very moment. Dramatic king. Dramatic prince. <laughs> prince. 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 Okay. Cut to gym class where Simon and Wilhelm are exercising on opposite sides of the room. The gym teacher announces that the class is nearly over. Villa rises uh, from a sit-up and remains up and stares at Simon. Simon begins moving a piece of equipment with another student, and Wilhelm seizes an opportunity. He scrambles up to the sidewall to be there when Simon passes him. The other student says, hey, but Simon says nothing. After they set the equipment against the wall, Simon moves to go roll up a mat, and Wilhelm follows. Villa manages to get Simon's attention, but receives only a nonverbal recognition of his presence. Wilhelm uh, fumbles through a step-by-step advisory of how students get to go home for the weekend after Parents' Day. Simon, mostly neutral with a hint of sarcasm, thanks him for explaining the schedule. As he starts to walk away, Villa catches his arm and clarifies that he meant that he trails off. He only completes his thought once we hear the gym doors close, leaving them alone. Villa says that almost no one will be at school this weekend. And, Simon says, Wilhelm finally lays lays out his offer. If he stayed at Hilarishka for the weekend, would he like to keep him company? Just the two of them? Wilhelm stares intensely at Simon as if willing him to understand his meaning. Simon asks what happens to we should forget about that. Villa simply says he takes it back. They stare at each other for a beat before Simon smirks and agrees. Uh, he, he heads out and a delighted Wilhelm says, good, and tells him he'll see him this weekend. All right. So now we're at the Erickson family kitchen table um, and Simon is going in on some cereal. He is eating that with a mission. Good for him. Um, and Sarah is sitting across from him doing her hair. Um, he gets up to leave, but doesn't bring his plate into the kitchen. And Linda tells him that he has to put his plate away. And so he goes back um, and like rushes to get it into the kitchen, telling Sarah to hurry up. Um, and Linda tries to help Sarah with her hair. Simon finds a letter on the counter um, and opens it, and it's the um, blah, blah, blah. it's the invoice for the tutoring that he was getting for was it math? I think it was math. Yes. Yeah, it was math. Um, and then in the next like shot, we're back at Holershka, and Simon is walking. Yes, what's up? Yeah. Right. Let's just side note because it's a thing that comes up a lot. Five five thousand five hundred kronas. Oh yes, yes, uh, yes. approximately three hundred dollars. I think if I remember if I remember right from all the all the YouTubers I've seen do the conversion. Um, let's see if that's true. That's still true. I am looking it up right now. Oops, sorry. Uh, five hundred nineteen dollars and sixteen cents. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So like five five hundred bucks. Damn. Yep. Um. Sorry. Keep going. No, you're it's, perfect. It's Don't change the thing. Details. Okay. So then the next shot, they're back at Hilarska, and Simon is walking through the school, as it's being set up, set up for parents' weekend. And Simon tries to talk to August, but August is very dismissive while bossing workers around. Um. And he walks away from Simon. Simon follows him and asks him for his money. August turns around, walks up to him, and says, Here's some advice. Don't spend money you don't have. Breathing. <laughs> breathing. <laughs> breathe. Oh, God. That line every time. It's good. Oh, okay. Cut to a line of sleek black cars headed headed towards the school. The students of Halerska wait, wait, await the arrival of their parents. Felice, with a perky demeanor but noticeably self-conscious, watches the approach of a blonde white woman. Linda's red van sticks out among the other cars as she looks for a place to park. Simon spots his mother and looks amused, while Sarah watches her with subtle embarrassment, asking her brother what she's doing. 
The woman confidently strides towards Felice, and as Felice hugs her and a black man behind her, calling him Papa, we can infer that this woman is her mother. All, self all visible self-consciousness is gone, and Felice is nothing but pleasant and welcoming to her parents. Felice and others watch the approach of a car right up to the school. The driver is told by a member of Hilarishka faculty that he can't park here and must head to the parking lot. The driver and the woman in the passenger seat uh, stop getting out of the car and get back in. Meanwhile, another mother gossips with Felice's mom about how the driver is that guy who went bankrupt. Felice's mom says that she doesn't know if that's true, but noncommittally states that she's sure he's very nice. The next thing we know, cut to uh, the man and woman from the car walking up to August. The woman greets him as her dear boy and kisses his cheek. She apologizes for their being late as they got a bit lost. With a broad smile, the man insists that it was all his fault. August begrudgingly greets the man, Ricard, with a firm handshake. Cut to the chapel where the choir is singing the school song. Simon and Wilhelm have caught each other's eyes and are broadly smiling as the, as the audience heartily sings along. Linda, mouthing the words the best she can, mostly smiles proudly looking at her son. As the song wraps, uh, Sarah, standing next to Wilhelm, spares him a thoughtful glance. The choir director ends the song, and we get an extreme close-up of smiling Wilhelm. Cut to everyone filing out of the chapel, and Annette, the headmistress, uh, intercepts Louise, August's mom, uh, says that it's been a while, and asks to speak with her privately for a moment. Louise whispers to August, asking if the headmistress is mad at him. All right, so then in the next scene, we see Felice and her mother walking into Felice's dorm room, and her mom points out that it looks just like when she was here, um, and then her mother hands Felice a dress by saying, it was too big for me, but it should fit you, um, which we'll get into that on later episodes, mm -hmm. I can assure you. Minimal um, commentary, folks. <laughs> yeah. I promise you we will be ripping that to shreds. Uh, <laughs> her mother sits down on the bed and wants an update about how things are going at school. She has this sort of like non-committal response to everything Felice officers up, just be like, good, yeah, good. Is Wilhelm happy here? Um, Felice responds with, well, I think so. And her mom is confused and is like, you think? Tell me. And Felice is like, I don't know, I've been getting some some good vibes. And her mom gets really excited and is like, good vibes from Wilhelm? And she's like, yeah, you know, there's like glances and stuff. And her mom asks her to keep her posted on new Wilhelm developments. Explains so much. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. <sighs> okay. Cut to a central room of the school where parents and students are taking a group photo. The photographer asks for asking for a big Hilarishka smile. Everyone laughs, which transitions us into the move towards a large reception room. Simon, Sarah, and their mom walk through the door, and we see everyone talking and mingling. Uh, Linda smiles while conversing with the teacher. Uh, August excuses himself from a conversation to head over to where Simon and Sarah stand alone in the middle of the room. He tells them that lunch won't be open to non-boarders for Parents' Day. Uh, Simon points out that that's why they're there, and their mom has already come. August pityingly says that this must be a big deal for her, and with faux generosity, offers to move some people around to try and get them seats. He says, "Hey, you want to know what I've never understood? What? How does moving people around open up seats? I'll get, I'll, I'll, I'll get, I'll get to it later. I think." I mean, that's just sort of a general statement for me, but yeah. No, well, yeah. I I mean, we at least <laughs> see how they open up the availability, the seating. Um, yeah. But I guess, I mean, it would kind of be a numbers thing, but. Right. Yeah. But I don't know. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Continue. This no, isn't a that's... discussion episode. No, that's fair. Well, I think there's just like, you got, I mean, every, every party probably has like a slightly different number. So you're like talking about like how many you who you can move where and etc and um yeah. also potentially who uh who august can find who will be fine sitting with pores um that too <laughs> anyways classism i mean that's entirely hearsay but i'm i don't think i'm wrong <laughs> 
Or at the very least, who August thinks will be okay. Sitting next to people who aren't in the upper... What's that word? Upper echelons? But also, if it was August, he chose Felice's family, which is not... That's true. Which is why why I I think... This is a fully conversation for later, but I think it was uh, Felice who said something. um, And who, like, acclaimed them. That's, like, my personal theory. But, uh, anyways. Could be. Yeah. Just because of Sarah. Anyways. Mm He... uh, August says he'll keep Simon and Sarah posted and flits away. Uh, Simon softly curses, but Sarah whispers to let the slight go. Cut to outside where August leads a photographer down the stairs and orders him to stay at the bottom before he, or he, before he keeps going to grab Villa from a, from a polite conversation. Resting a hand on Wilhelm's shoulder from behind, he says that a photographer wants a picture with the, of them. Cut to August fussing over position as the photographer snaps a picture of Wilhelm with a flat mouth and dead eyes. August asks for one where they're just talking and turns to Villa to ask him to pretend that he's saying something clever. Wilhelm, with the barest patience, agrees, and then doesn't change anything about his face. The instant the photographer says that he has the photo, Wilhelm excuses himself, saying he has to make a call. Okay, so then we see Eric on FaceTime telling Wilhelm that he can't just stay in his room and he has to go out and join the others. Wilhelm um, tells him he can't cope with having to talk to everybody, and he's like... He's sitting in his dorm in a chair near the window, slouched down. Um, Eric says, come on, it's not that hard. It'll seem weird if you don't show up. And Wilhelm points out the fact that for him, it's weird if he does show up. Eric tells Wilhelm uh, that he's lame and that it's not hard. Just shake some hands and pretend to be somebody else. Eric says, I'll see you, so- I'll see you on the weekend. Um, and Wilhelm says... Um, that he wanted to talk to Eric about that. Um, he straightens himself up in his chair and he says, I was going to stay here for the weekend. Um, and Eric is quite confused. Uh, Wilhelm says he needs to study. He is behind in classes and he needs to catch up. And Eric laughs and says, are you, my little brother, uh, going to stay at school? And Wilhelm defends himself saying, yeah, what's so weird about that? And Eric laughs and says that uh, Wilhelm must have met somebody. Wilhelm doesn't know how to respond, just does this, like, laugh-breath thing. Um, not quite a chortle, though. <laughs> and <laughs> it's been a while since we brought that word back. Yeah. Wilhelm says, yes, okay, fine, but it's not like we're together. I don't know what's going on. Um, he's visibly stressed. He's grabbing at his pant legs. He's holding his breath. And Eric says that he doesn't need to hear the details Willem groans and throws his head back but is smiling as eric laughs at him and says listen enjoy it until everybody decides to have an opinion about it Willem points out that they're only interested in eric because he is the crown prince eric asks Wilhelm why he's sulking in his room if he has a crush to hang out with um and Wilhelm tells him that it's not a crush and eric asks I think he specifically he says, fu- he says, fuck you, it's not a crush. Yeah, he says, fuck you, it's not a crush. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, he says, fuck you, it's not a crush. But if you ask the closed captions, it just says it's not a crush. Mm, yeah. Which was disappointing for me when I was yeah. watching back through it again. Um, Eric asks what it is then, and, Eric- and Wilhelm says... Bye, Eric. Bye. You're being annoying. Bye. And hangs up on him. Cut to Felice's family standing by where staff are expanding one of the dining room tables to accommodate Linda and her kids, who wait outside the room. Simon is fuming, insisting that he doesn't want to go in as they weren't even invited. Sarah tells him to stop, and Linda warmly assures him not to worry and that and reminds him that August said it was just a misunderstanding. They are just... They are that they are then ushered inside, and Simon glumly follows his family into the dining room as Linda thanks the man ushering them inside. Cut to the midst of lunch, as uh, uh, Felice's mom is explaining that Felice is the fourth generation of her family to attend Talerska. Linda kindly shows her appreciation of this achievement to a beaming Felice, as Felice's mom continues saying that she is the fourth equestrian generation when she was at Talerska. 
and she she practically lived in the stables. She finds riding immensely character building. Uh, Horse girl. Uh, as as the as, as the uh, server is coming around, uh, pouring pouring people wine. Uh, uh, Linda, and over the course of a conversation, uh, waves her off and uh, doesn't take any. Uh, over at August table, he is being asked about his future plans. He says that he plans to go to Alnarp Al- Al- next year, uh, where he plans to study agricultural economics and management with the goal of continuing to develop and modernize Ornas uh, to carry on the family legacy. He cuts himself off as a server tries to take away the empty place setting next to him, telling her that, 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 that that's not necessary. The same woman who asked August about his future insists insists that uh, Ricard must be a very proud father. With a touch of awkwardness, Ricard casually begins to explain, with August overlapping him, that he is not his son. Ricard starts to insist that he fe- that he does feel very inspired by, but August cuts him off, explaining that his father was Carl Johan Orn of Arnas. I'm sorry, Swedish listeners, I try- I'm trying my best. I, I listened to that multiple <laughs> times and still think I butchered that. Um... And that and Ornas okay. uh, has been great, in sweetie. the family since 1768, and he intends to keep it that way. Louise leans over and comfortably, uncomfortably whispers that she'll need to speak with August later. At this point, Vilhelm enters, catching the immediate attention of August and Felice's mother. Felice's mother uh, sharing shares a knowing look with her daughter, and Felice tries to not get her to draw any attention to them. August smiles at Villa from a distance, and Villa weakly offers him one in return, but promptly passes August over to sit at the empty seat at the head of the table occupied by Felice and Simon's families. Simon smiles softly to himself. Uh, August's stepfather remarks that he thought Villa was sitting with him, and August buries his disappointment. Felice offers Wilhelm the first greeting, and, and he returns the favor. He formally asks Simon specifically if he can join the table, and Simon, somewhat at a loss, grants him permission. As he sits, uh, Villa greets Felice's parents by name, uh, which is how we learn their names. Uh, Simon in- introduces Wilhelm and his mother, mistakenly introducing her as mom instead of Linda. Wilhelm, <laughs> Wilhelm eagerly shakes Love Linda's that. hand and says it's a pleasure to meet her, and she says it's nice to meet him. She jokes that apparently she's the only one who doesn't know everybody. Uh, Villa insists that uh, now she does. Uh, Felice's father, uh, Papa, uh, Papa, or po- <laughs> Papa. I didn't. I, I didn't. I didn't. I. 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 I was so concerned about pronouncing her okay. ma- her mom's nickname that I completely lost her dad's. But um, uh, it's uh. Please, mother, Papa says that uh, you become like family here, and her father, Smeason, uh, agrees wholeheartedly. Uh, she asks Wilhelm if he still rides, and he says occasionally, as he's on the rowing team now. Smeason says, of course, revealing that Eric rode too. Linda interjects that Sarah rides, uh, and Smeason asks what kind of horse Sarah has, and Sarah responds honestly without hesitation. She doesn't have her own horse, she rides her so. Misan clarifies that she means Felice's horse. Felice attempts to surreptitiously avoid the conversation by insisting that she rides Rousseau. Sarah, perplexed, states that she rides Rousseau every uh, every morning and almost every evening. She cleans his box, she feeds him, she rides him. Uh, Papa asks the obvious question of why Sarah is riding his daughter's horse. Again, Sarah answers honestly, because Felice doesn't want to. Smeason questions Felice, who's on the verge of falling apart. She excuses herself from the table and heads out of the room. Linda looks confused and sympathetic. Faintly concerned for his friend, Wilhelm excuses himself and follows her out. Simon, recognizing something of what has transpired, whispers to Sarah in Spanish that she doesn't always need to share everything. All right. So as uh, Felice walks out and Wilhelm follows her out, August looks up um, and like sees that. Um, and then we cut to the hallway where Felice is standing away from the door and she is crying. Um, and Wilhelm comes looking for her and walks up to her fixing his hair and asks if she's okay. Uh, she turns around wiping her tears, um, and says that it feels like she can't do anything right. Wilhelm says, that's not true. Everybody thinks you're perfect. You know that, right? 
And she asks Wilhelm if he thinks she's perfect. And Wilhelm says, of course I do. My notes after that say, Wilhelm, you naive boy. Um, <laughs> Felice kisses him. Wilhelm just stands there until she pulls back. And Wilhelm says, I, I didn't mean... Felice catches what he's trying to say and walks away quickly. With the quickness. <sighs> yeah, she looks very embarrassed. I mean, I would, I would be, be too. To be God, honest. God, God. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> like it's like it's the... at least when Simon did okay. it, Willem was like, "Wait, no, 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 stay here. I have to sort my thoughts for a second. Yeah, and then I'm gonna kiss you this time. Yeah. <laughs> um. Woof. Right. <laughs> Cut to parents and their students wandering the grounds. Simon and Linda walk side by side, Sarah some distance behind, as Linda uh, uh, waves to Smeeson. Simon glares at his mother, and she argues that they were not what? They were nice, seeing no problem with being friendly uh, with Felice's parents. Uh, far in the distance, August is pleading with his mom that surely she can pay for two more semesters. He reminds her that. He reminds her that she said that she was going to fix this. Louise argues that she doesn't have the resources and that he will have to liquidate assets of the family estate. With the money, with money from the land and art of Ornas, he could pay his tuition a hundred times over. Jesus. August insists that he'd rather die. Louise points out that uh, not, not even his father could survive on his last name alone. Uh, side note, if you're using any of the English... If you using the English, I think, close caption titles, they got this one wrong. Um, they say that uh, that even his father could survive on his last name. Oh, one. really? They for, like they forget the not. Um, so, huh. well, yeah, I picked up on that. The, the regular English subtitles are fine, but like oh. I've always found that line confusing, and I finally realized why because I then. I literally Google translated the Swedish subtitles. I'm like, oh, yeah, but they, they definitely say not. Um, <laughs> It'd be a very uh, uh, misleading message yeah. for the episode if it, it didn't. Like, like you get the context of it, but it's yeah. like, I'm like, no, that's what it says. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anyways, August says that uh, his mother certainly didn't make life easier for his father. Uh and August refuses all of his mother's attempts to comfort him and declares that now he knows what he means to her. Uh, she insists that he can count on her, but he won't hear it. He says that he never needed her and can take care of himself. He sends her and her husband home, deciding to stay at Hilerska for the weekend. Cut to Linda catching up with Sarah, asking if she is all right, just as Simon spots August in the distance. Simon tells his mom to take Sarah home and that he will take the bus, as he has something to sort out. Linda doesn't question this and leaves Simon to his business. Cut to Simon stalking down a forest path away from the school, trying to get August's attention. August tells him to go away, but Simon insists that he is talking to him and August owes him money. August turns around and fires back that Simon owes him for what he did for him today. August tries to walk away again, and a confused Simon demands an answer for at least when it, uh, at least uh, when he'll have the money. Uh, Grabbing at August's blade, grabbing at August's blazer, August lashes out, pushing Simon and yelling for him to back off. He kicks gravel at him and walks away. Uh, Simon calls him fucking crazy. Then Simon takes out his phone and makes a call. Then we're looking over um, a field, and um, there's like a lake in the background, and it's later on in the afternoon. There are three students walking, um, like in the foreground. I couldn't tell who they were, but they're three students. Um, Random extras. Yeah, they might have been extras. I don't Presumably. know. Couldn't tell you. Um, but then we see one person like way out by the lake. You can't tell who it is at first, and but then we like actually see who it is, and it's Wilhelm um, looking over the lake and smiling. Um, then we flash to a hallway. Where two students are walking to their dorms after saying goodnight. Um, and then we flash to the girls' common room, or at least what I'm assuming is a common room, um, where they're all like laying around or sitting at tables and talking or on their phones. Um, and Felice is left sitting alone in her room, 
looking still quite sad and looking like down at her lap sitting on her bed i think she's like legit weeping yeah but yeah 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 i think you're right it's it's so brief but it's just like oh yeah <laughs> cut to two motorcycles rumbling down the road towards Hilershka. Then Simon sits at a picnic table with Ayub and Rosh at the end of explaining the whole ordeal of his arrangement with August. Ayub points out that Simon said he won't he would he won't he wouldn't see Mika. He knows that it causes it causes trouble. And that and then he stole his father's medication. Uh an overwhelmed Simon says that he knows, stopping the judgment. He explains that the money is barely anything to August and insists that he's not paying Simon just to fuck with him. Rosh accepts this and asks what they're going to do. Simon, shrugging helplessly, replies that he he needs August to know he's serious. Rosh tells Simon that they should have a chat with him. Cut to August in the gym, wiping his face with a towel. He takes a sip of his water as a custodian presumably tells him that it's time for him to go. Outside, August passes by the picnic table, asking what Simon is doing here. He keeps walking until Simon calls after him and demands that he transfer the money right now. August surveys Ayub and Rosh and deduces that Simon has brought thugs. Uh, he <laughs> asks if Simon... <laughs> sorry. He asks if Simon is... I know, I'm sorry. It's, it's both really, really peak August behavior, but also just... It's, yeah. Um, anyways. He asks if Simon is threatening him. Uh, Simon evenly orders August to give him his phone and insists that he's going to transfer the money now. August dismissively tells Simon to go home. Simon clenches his jaw, then finally explodes with rage, running forward and pushing August to the ground. He climbs onto his back and slams August's head into the grass, yelling that August just likes shooting with people and that he needs his money. Rosh tries to pull Simon away multiple times before he finally gets up. Rosh asks what he's doing, and replies. he replies simply that August is screwing with him. He screams again that he wants his money. August screams back that if he had it, he'd have given it to him. He insists that he has no money, his family is broke, and that he has nothing left. Simon replies that he doesn't care, and he's still going to pay him before walking away. Uh, August is left on the verge of tears, at a loss. The motorcycles return to be our side with a dazed Simon as August breaks down in the grass. Ayub and Rosh drop Simon off at his house, and Rosh leaves him with the parting words, I'm not sure what they do to you at that school, but you're no better than him. Simon shamefully looks down. He tries to talk to Ayub, but his friend says, it's okay, closes his helmet, and drives off. Simon is left alone in the dark, staring after his friends. Uh, then we see Simon walking into his house, um, and he greets Linda, and she asks if he's okay. He says yes, and very quickly walks into his room. Uh, when he gets there, he gets startled by Sarah sitting on his bed, um, and she asks if he was with Wilhelm. Simon is silent, and Sarah points out that she sees the way they look at each other and asks why they're sneaking around. Simon shrugs and says that he, meaning Wilhelm, wants it that way, and that it's complicated. Sarah said they had a pact for no secrets, and Simon says he knows, but that he wanted to tell her that sometimes it's better to be quiet if no one asks. Sarah looks sad but understanding after that, and Simon tells her not to tell anybody when she says she won't, um, and asks Simon if he likes Wilhelm, and Simon is quiet and then looks at Sarah with a questioning look and being like, what? And Sarah says, of course you do, and Simon denies it, and <laughs> Sarah like tackles him <laughs> back onto his bed um, and says that she wants to know everything. Um, Simon yells a playful no, and Sarah asks if anything's happened yet. Simon tells her to stop it, and Sarah asks, did you kiss the prince? Side note, uh, before, yeah, so, uh, before, before someone who knows Swedish better uh, mentioned this, I do want to say, I think I caught this in a YouTube comment once, um, okay. where li the literal Swedish is, did you give the prince a little kissy? Or something like that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Are you fucking I, serious? I think people can correct me, but I'm pretty sure that's what it was. <laughs> 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 
Okay, I do genuinely need somebody to DM us or comment on us who speaks Swedish someone could have been fill us in. Yeah, because someone could have been just, shoot, uh, just just given bullshit in the comments of a YouTube video, but I'm pretty sure I saw that once when I was reading through comments of a reaction. That's fucking amazing. <laughs> like, if you literally translate it. <laughs> Did you give the prince a little kissy? <laughs> well, smooch. <laughs> God damn it. It would explain Simon's reaction too, because that's exa- that's just like yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that felt worth it to break your flow. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> I'm just thinking about if I said that to my brother. <laughs> Not about a prince, but just like some dude, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. A little kissy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Um. <laughs> well, if she said a little kissy, now I understand why Simon keeps telling her to stop. Um, <laughs> that's horrifically embarrassing. <laughs> Simon says that uh, he'll tell her everything, and Sarah says, okay, spill. And then Simon corrects himself, I'll tell you everything tomorrow. Um, and then we have the next scene. Cut to custodial staff deep cleaning a mostly deserted Halerska. In his room, August removes his shirt with pain still in his eyes. He stares into nothing without any idea of what to do until there is a knock at his door. He doesn't hear it at first until he answers the second knock to reveal Felice. She offers him a nice smile and asks to come in. August smiles back and lets her in. Felice looks around a little bit before cutting to the point. She says that he knows he's interested, so here she is. She slowly approaches him before reaching out and pulling him down to kiss her. I hope this is entertaining for listeners hearing me being so uncomfortable. What'd you say? I hope this is entertaining for listeners, sounding having me sound so uncomfortable. <laughs> I, I full on removed my earbuds. I can't even hear you. <laughs> they soon moved to sitting on August's bed, where Felice, and then I just wrote, "No nope. fuck." There's no <laughs> non-sexual way to phrase this <laughs> because there isn't. I chose the least sexual way I could think of, where Felice gets on top of him. They stare at each other with their foreheads together, and Felice moves her hands down to August's crotch. Blissfully, that is where we got away. I just gagged. I knew it was coming, and I gagged. Fuck my attention to detail. I hated doing this. Sorry, I know we said minimal commentary, but this episode, there's just parts that we just can't not write just kind of in a biased way. When Anton texted me that they had done the timestamps, my f- immediate reaction was, who has to do the kiss? Because I had blocked this scene out. <laughs> so when Anton was like, you do, but I have to do when Felice comes on to August, and I was like, when Felice does, huh? <laughs> never forget i never forget this scene this scene is scarred me anyways apparently i've trauma blocked it um moving on i had my earbuds out for the entirety of you describing that scene i was not about to listen to that in my ear (laughs) watching it is plenty all right um Then we see Simon walking through his house towards his room, putting something in a plastic bag. Um, He puts several other things into his backpack and then walks out towards the front door. His mom tells him to have a good day, and he says he'll be staying with Ayab tonight. Uh, Linda says okay and continues to clear the table. Then we see Simon walking into the, like, lunchroom at school. uh, Where most people are either already sitting and eating their food or they're getting um, their food then we see, um, I think it's Walter and Henry. They're sitting at the table. They're talking about one of their dads recognized the other one's last name at family weekend or parents' day. 
Um, then we see Wilhelm take out his phone and he texts Simon, hey, can we talk? Simon is eating and takes out his phone. Um, and then we go to Wilhelm sitting in a windowsill. Um, I think it's Simon, the same windowsill where they have their first kiss. Be. I think it might be, but you can't really tell because it's very up close. Yeah. But so like, it might be a different one, but it also could be the exact same one. It's shot in a very similar way. Uh, you, know, you never know. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. Fancy buildings. I feel like Yeah. Well, yeah. Because I guess that was in the manor house, and he's probably not off in the manor house because it is the girls' dorm. Unless, if it is a separate building. I've never been really clear on that. I haven't either, but yeah, he's in a windowsill, and at the very least, it looks it resembles. Yes, it's an homage. The, the room to the last yes. episode. <laughs> yes, it really is because it, Wilhelm is in the same position, besides being halfway out the window. Um, I mean, he wasn't in halfway out the window in the last episode, but yeah, you know what I mean. Um, oh. As Simon starts walking down the hallway, Wilhelm looks up and straightens up uh, when he sees Simon coming. Wilhelm tells Simon that August is staying at school this weekend and that now August will be on his ass um, and asks what Simon thinks they should do. Simon says that he probably won't be able to stay there and looks slightly disappointed. Um, And Wilhelm is fidgeting and then says, do you think it would work for him to go home with Simon instead? Um, that he just wants to spend time with him. Simon smiles and teasingly says to him, with me and my mom, and Willem says, yeah, she was cool. Simon dons his jacket over his purple button-down as they head out of the school, Simon tossing a smile over his shoulder at Villa. As they walk down the back steps, Villa asks Simon if he's okay, and Simon gives him a nod that says he's more than okay. Villa gives him a smile of his own before continuing on down the steps. Suddenly, he takes in the gossiping looks and the voices all around of students who have yet to leave. Little snippets of whispering are heard. Has he seen it? I don't think so. Should we say something? We can't tell him. As our dread reaches a fever pitch, Boris, the school psychologist from last episode, exits the school and asks Wilhelm to come with him. Wilhelm asks him what's going on, but Boris gives no more information. As Villa walks back up the steps with him, he looks back at Simon with absolute confusion. All Simon can do is watch him leave. Boris leads Villa past students who are averting their gaze to the headmistress's office. Annette asks him to take a seat. Wilhelm asks if he's in trouble. The phone rings. Annette confirms to the person on the other end that she has Villa Villa with her and hands hands the phone over. It is Wilhelm's mother, and she sounds like she's been crying. We split between Villa on the on the phone and him breaking down in the hallway as in voiceover we hear the call where his mom tells him that his brother eric was driving too fast and lost control he was in a car accident wilhelm she says at last eric is dead fuck everything what the fuck lisa how do we how do we let you do this to us (laughs) that was so fucked up it was also such a fucked up way to tell your kid that your other kid's dead i mean on the phone just show up at school she's two hours away i don't care it was well it was gonna but like it was okay this is the one thing i will the one thing i will defend christina on is that like if she waited if she'd driven there in the the two hours wilhelm would have learned from someone else it was already national shitty to find out on the phone it was the only way she was. She would make sure that she got to him first. I guess. That's my one. It's still that's, shitty though. It's. I mean, it's undou- undoubtedly shitty, but it's one of those instances. Where, I like, guess what really pisses me off is the end. Just Wilhelm, Eric is dead. I don't know why that particularly pisses me off, but it really pisses me off. Like from a writing standpoint, Maybe or just from says- like at Christina's standpoint. From a what? From a writing, standpoint? from a writing standpoint. No, from a Christina standpoint. Christine, yeah, yeah. Just the way she says it just pisses me off. Well, she is. Well, she is like tiptoeing around the issue for a solid like minute and a half. Yeah. So like she feel like she realizes like okay I have to be straight up about this, 
Uh, I don't know. Just pissed me. I think I think it's mostly just because it's her. Yeah. If it had been Ludwig saying the exact same thing, I don't think I would have cared. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. I don't know if there was a better way of saying that when you yourself are also reeling with grief. I just hate her. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> she just pisses me off. Um, but anyways. All right. Do you have it? Do you want? Do you want? Do you want any more commentary as a treat? Uh, well, I guess thoughts on this episode in general. Um, um, heartbreaking. Yeah. Um. Nothing. I I don't have any thoughts that won't be covered. Everything I have that are thoughts or things that are going to be covered in future episodes that I don't want to right take away from. Yeah, that's fair. Um. Yeah. Oh fuck! I'm the crown prince now. <laughs> we can finally say it. Yay! P- POV Wilhelm. Oh fuck! I'm now the crown prince. <laughs> we can finally call him crown prince. I can finally. I'm finally freed from my like six months of. I'm finally freed for fucking it up every time I say it. Yeah. <laughs> and having to correct I mean, myself. he's not lit. Well, he's not Crown Prince until the last. Well, not. E- well, yeah, the last like couple minutes, technically, of this episode. <laughs> but he didn't know it until after the episode's over. <laughs> but, um, but we can still at least talk about ramifications in Privilege Punishment, which we will. Um, yes. Pride and Punishment. <laughs> yeah. uh, I fuck that up every time. Yeah. It's okay. Keeps it spicy. Yeah. I'll get it right one of these times. Probably. Yeah. Maybe. Hopefully. We're doing enough of them. Yeah. All right. Thank, th- thanks thanks listeners for i mean if you i hope you enjoy this little babble fest at the end after a mostly scripted episode it's, it's kind of what we're what our whole deal is <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening if you'd like to keep up to date with when we release new episodes and other pod early announcements you can check out our instagram at people that are talk about or our threads at the same handle our next episode will be Revolution, a plot discussion of Wilhelm and Simon's relationship in season one, episode three. Uh, and if you haven't already, uh, there is a bonus episode going along with this one uh, about our favorite, my favorite reactors and Margaret's favorite Young Royals fan fictions. So, woohoo. woohoo. So stay tuned. And with that, all that's left to say is. Let's start start a revolution, revolution, baby. Baby.